Welcome to Little Birdie Podcast, a unique look into the world of sports betting by professional punters. I'm your host, Scoot. I'm joined by the kid MG, Mark Goodwill, aka AFL Stings, and the social media celebrity queen of Melbourne, Darcy Spinks. How are you, Darcy? Yes, I'm good, guys. How are we going? Mark, good? Yeah, yeah, it was a good weekend. Yeah, had a good weekend. Uh, got a bit of golf in, so it was good. Nice. Fresh, ready to go. Yeah, you're just doing the old golf circuit down there, you know, like professional golfer. You got what? The, you get a Mooner in, St Andrews. Yeah, played a couple Portsy. of. Uh, yeah, played three okay. rounds in uh, two days with a few mates, so it was good weather. What's the best deck down there to, to play? Uh, I like the dunes, I think. Dunes, um, can't pot any of them, but uh, like Mooner Links, can't go wrong with Mooner Links. Uh, played Portsy for the first time since uh, new development, and it's uh, very impressive, so. Um, anyone can get on down at Portsy, believe it or nice. not, Nick, so they'll even let you on. He even let me on. Yeah. Now, I'm a member at Sandhurst, so I think I've got a couple of reciprocals down that way, so I'll have to check it out once yeah, nice uh, the mayhem stops here. But, Darcy, what yeah. was the highlight of your weekend? Well, it was a long weekend. I was working pretty much every day and socialising like you wouldn't believe. Oh, wow. I'm exhausted, to say the least. It was fun. Just went out for dinner and caught up with friends and, yeah, hosted a few events and... Yeah. Didn't get an invite again, Nick. No, I've been brushed. Yeah, yeah yet again. But uh, now I've got my hands full. Next oh. time, guys. Next time. <laughs> yeah. Check your junk folder, all right? <laughs> no, I'm sure we'll get there eventually. Now, it was a dominant week in AFL Women. Seven of seven favourites covered. Disaster for bookmakers. Yeah, have you checked on Top Sports? They still uh, yeah. got the screens on. Yeah, no. Survived it. I think Tristan's going okay. Yeah, the men's Just. didn't help him out either in your, your famed practice matches. I don't think there was a fave beat in uh, the practice matches either. Mm, they, I think they're due some straight straight results in the sport because in the in the in the, racing. in the racing it's unbelievable at the moment. I think there was a run of like fourteen uh, favourites get rolled in in the group racing, so that'd be not not short of a quid. The bookies they'd be absolutely flying. Yeah, the punters maybe stick to the sport. Mm. Um, if you want uh, some action and you want to get a little bit back on Top Sport this week, Mark's just released his AFL Sting. So he's got four matches of AFL women's stars. AFL Stings this week on AFLW. Check out Mark's action in the Little Birdie Shop. Only $1.10 and use the change to buy me a drink at the Valley next Friday night. Can't wait to see you at the Valley for the, uh, the live stream. It's yeah, going to be an absolute fun. beauty. I'm pumped. Yeah, Mark and I uh, had a look at this. We did a little site visit at Moody Valley. So we've got the State of Origin. We've got uh, the Vicks versus SA. and It's going to be a massive night at Group 1 at William Reed Stakes Night. It's going to be fun out there. Two team teams, two banks, two teams, just betting their brains out against each other. Yeah, different take on the night. Um, we went out yesterday, so it's all um, set up the way we want it. We've got a great view of the track, so everyone out there will be able to see the live action as well. Um, hopefully get tipped into the uh, the right picks, and we might be able to uh, beat the bookies because it's been, as you said, tough in the racing so far. So we've got a good lineup of uh, pros to help us out. So uh, I think we're about half sold. So nice. How many tables are there? Uh, 20, I think. Yeah, we're nice. looking at 2010 just with COVID restrictions yeah. as well. We've just got a balance, so we can't actually fill the room. Um, okay. So I think we're about that's halfway fine. through. That's good. That's a good number. Yeah, so hopefully in the next uh, by the weekend we should be sold out. And I think the short format is really good. We saw it on the, the Lone Wolves, the Dog Night. It was just sort of rapid there, and the 30-minute gaps between races at Mooney Valley will be tight. Um, there'll be some music in between, and, yeah, it should be a, a good little party atmosphere and something that racing hasn't really seen before. So a little team mm-hmm. event. And speaking of teams, uh, the Hawks are back. We're going to have a deeper look at just the practice matches from the weekend just gone. The first one, St Kilda 125 to Carlton 99. Mark? Yeah, it was a good standard match, Nico. Um, 
both I think both teams will come out very happy um, with the result. It's a high-scoring game. Uh, both look good in patches. Uh, I think St Kilda's key forwards stood up. They got seven goals between them, Memory and King. Um, so I think they'd both be happy going into round one. And Tigers held off Collingwood by a goal. Collingwood charged late. Yeah, they did. Uh, scoreboard flattered Collingwood a bit. Um, but uh, I, th- I think both teams are ready to go for round one. Um, Short had massive game, 43 touches off the half-back flank. So uh, he might be in for a big year. Maybe even with the new rules might help him as well. Mm, we've already spoken about Hawthorne. And then we've got the Cats by a goal over Essendon. A flat one for the Cats, given their talent? Yeah, flat one. And a few Essendon supporters not happy with uh, their kicking early. Nine goals, 18. <laughs> they weren't good at it last year. No. Um, a team that doesn't win many games can't afford to be doing that in the in the real season, to kick nine goals, 18. And a lot of them were set shots from close range. So um, Essendon should have won the game. Uh, I think Geelong's mids look pretty slow at times against Essendon. They look like their game style is based a bit more on Richmond with Carousella going there this year and a lot more forward handballing. So... Quick hand through the middle for us and Major Long's mid is a bit slow. 28-point win GWS. Uh, Toby Green. Yeah, good game of footy. Both teams be pretty happy, I think. Um, Sydney sh- so showing signs of improvement. Um, if they can get the big bud back up, I know he's uh, of age now, but he'll straighten them up. Uh, Toby Green, another good game. When he's on, he's, uh, he's one of the best in the game. Um, watch out for a guy called Bruin. He kicked four goals. Might get a start up forward for the Giants going into round one. And Port Adelaide gave the crosstown rival Adelaide another shellacking. Your tip for the wooden spoon, they were second favourite, but they could really shorten, couldn't yeah, they, Adelaide, think, for the spoon? They're looking awful. Yeah, well, a few of the punters got behind them um, before this result, um, just closing the gap with North Melbourne and Adelaide, and I think it'll close further. Adelaide were uh, very ordinary. Port Adelaide just did what they do. They're a top-four side in the making. Uh, they've recruited well. They've got good... good um, uh, efforts out of both uh, Fantasia up forward, kicked three goals three in the first half, and Alirali, I think he took 14 marks or something across centre-half back, so they've found a couple there maybe to take him to a next level port. Mm, and then West Coast by 10 points over Fremantle, bit of a scrappy match. Yeah, terrible game. Um, mm. Not a great highlight to watch if you have to sit through the replay to watch that. Um, few injuries for Frio will make their day worse. Lob is out for maybe a couple of months. Walters will miss a month with a hamstring. And then Western Bulldogs, uh, they were they won emphatically against the Demons. There's a, little, a couple of questions about their back line, I hear, in, in the mainstream media, the, the press. They think the Bulldogs are a little bit weak defensively. Thoughts? Um, yeah, I'm not so, not so sure. I think they're, they're built for speed, the Bulldogs. Um, so maybe against key forwards, uh, maybe like a Brisbane or something, it might be an interesting matchup against West Coast, maybe even Geelong. Um, they're built for more speed through the mids, Brisbane and rebounding. Um, I wouldn't say their uh, their defence is terrible. They've got some good players down there, um, but their midfield was as impressive as they could get. Bont was Bont was a star. They had five uh, players with thirty plus possessions without Trelaw in. Um, for Melbourne, I wouldn't take too much notice of the game. They they were missing their pr- pretty much their starting mids with uh, Brayshaw, Oliver, and Viney. So they will be ready for round one. And then Brisbane Gold Coast, a much better spectacle than their earlier clash. And Danaher has solidified at his form. Uh, Danaher's ticking along. Mm. He was uh, he missed a couple. He kicked one out in the full and uh, missed another one that maybe he could have got, but he did kick two good goals. Um, unfortunately, they lost Rainer for the year. That's going to hurt hurt Brisbane. Um, just again, it's one down for the year, so um, tests their depth a little. Uh, but I thought Gold Coast probably benefited more out of the game. Uh, they showed some really good signs for probably a team that was rated around that uh, maybe 10th range. Um, 
you know, Sexton kicks six. They look like they had some forwards and kick goals. And with Rao back in the midfield, he would have been happy with his hit out. Now, what about up at AFL headquarters? Is Gill happy with how the game looks? I know it's it's only T, it's only practice matches. So I think what there's four games over two hundred points, and then four under one hundred and sixty. So there's no pressure, no tackles. I I sort of call yeah. these practice matches. What's this new 50-metre rule, or sorry, the standing the man on the mark? Is it having the influence that you thought it would? We didn't see too many examples over the weekend. Um, but again, when they happen, they're massive penalties. Mm. Most of them were, seemed to happen forward of half and yeah. ended up in goals. Um, so the punters, uh, or, sorry, the supporters will always remember them. Yeah. They stick mm-hmm. out. You know, when it costs someone a goal, they'll get overexposed for it. But to tell you the truth, there wasn't that many of them. But again, the pressure gauge hasn't gone up, so it's not tested yet. You're going to have to get into more round one, round two, where we see players wanting to you know, control and step over the mark and stuff like that. So yeah. we'll wait and see on that. But the scoring, we talk, touched a bit on this last week. It's not necessarily the rules that adjust the scoring, in my opinion. <laughs> it's more the game style from the thing. And when you see the differences in goals like uh, scoring like that, you know, it shows when you've got under 160 games over 200. Um, it's it's more about the game style, the structures, and how the coaches want to play more than more than the rules. Mm. Okay, that's uh, that's the nice little warm up on today's show. We're gonna we're gonna give a little bookie smash. Bookie smash is another product that we offer in racing. But uh, Mark reckons he's found one that's the wrong way around in the AFL. So he'll give a little bit of a free tip out for AFL round one. We've got the Brownlow medal market. Mark's going to discuss the top chances there. He'll throw out a smoky and a long-range play for the punters at home. We've got top rope Tedeschi. He is absolutely bursting at the seams. He's ready for NRL round one, rugby league. It's only uh, one more sleep away. We've got Storm versus the Rabbits in Melbourne for the opening match. The Storm are back in Melbourne. It's great to see Victoria back open for NRL action. And then we're obviously going to talk about the Hall of Fame. But, Dars, if you're betting this week... Topsport.com.au. Family owned and run for 30 years. Bet with a bookmaker you can trust and please gamble responsibly. Up next, we'll talk AFL. Welcome back to Little Birdie Podcast, a unique look into the world of sports betting. I'm your host, Scoot. I'm joined by the kid MG, Mark Goodwill, AFL Sting, and we've got Darcy Spinks here on fire. Now, it's only a week until the big action starts. Richmond versus Carlton is the usual season opener. It's uh, maybe shaping as another lopsided affair, but you never know. Carlton may get themselves up. They've got a lot of injury problems. And then on the Friday night, we've got Collingwood versus the Western Bulldogs. We'll have a busy night, that one. It'll be hard to watch the footy uh, and watch Mooney Valley Group 1 William Reid night at the same time. But, Mark, I tell you what, you've got a big weekend. You're going to the Golden Slipper on the Saturday. I don't know how you'll do it. You, you're just a machine. Well, we've got the Friday night... Uh, Mooney Valley, Money Valley, I should say as well. Yeah. So um, it's going to be a big week. We've got uh, yeah Thursday night footy kicking off, uh, Money Valley at the Valley, and then going to Golden Slipper with uh, going to be a guess of roll of dice. They've got Profiteer in the Slipper, so um, should be good. Yeah, it's going to be a big, 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 big weekend. And Darcy mm. will be out at the Valley with us. But yes, I'll be there. Let's have a look at some of the prices for round one and we'll see if Mark can find an early winner for the punters. So we kick off the first game on the Thursday night. Yeah, so we have Richmond versus Carlton, 19 and a half. Collingwood versus Western Bulldogs, Pickham. Melbourne versus Fremantle, 14 and a half. Adelaide versus Geelong. 23 and a half. Essendon versus Hawthorne, six and a half. Brisbane versus Sydney, 
23 and a half. Kangaroos versus Port Adelaide, 29 and a half. GWS versus St Kilda, 6 and a half. And West Coast versus Gold Coast at 28 and a half. Mm, so I've only got one game at the pick there, a little a couple of six and a half lines. But what's the big error? Where's the mistake that the bookies made for round one in your mind, Mark? Well, I think uh, it's already started, actually. Collingwood were minus three and minus four uh, probably only about a week ago against the Bulldogs on Friday night. Um, I've, I've rated Bulldogs more the other way. I reckon they'll be four or five-point favourites, in my opinion. So uh, the market's starting to correct itself, but in my opinion, the Bulldogs will definitely start favourite come uh, next Friday night. Why do you think that? What's the what's the reason behind that? Uh, just oh, I think Bulldogs are uh, ready to go. I like them better this year. I'm not sure where Collingwood are. Um, obviously, uh, Trelaw gets his uh, crack at Collingwood first up. Um, from all reports, he'll be playing. Um, side bottoms out for Collingwood, so I think he'll be a massive loss. I do think they'll overpower him in the midfield, um, and they'll get the job done. I think still at Pickham, I think, uh, is a decent price for Bunners. Mm, and you think there's another market later in the week that potentially, given how the sides line up, that there might be another favourite, you think, that'll start to flip in those sort of markets but we might save that for the for the AFL stingers let's uh let's start to look deeper into the Brownlow medal the Brownlow medals historically one of your favorite betting events seems like you uh try and parlay anything possible and that's one of your tricks to sort of get on with bookmakers that don't bet big limits isn't it malting up different events and to try and uh I guess roll the error multiply the error and it sort of lands on on Brownlow Medal Night, which is a really unique event because you're basically betting on a race that's already been run and won, aren't you? Yeah, I like the Brownlow. It's a very good. Uh, it is a good event to bet on. Uh, historically, I think uh, anyone involved in the AFL always likes the Brownlow as a uh, as a product. As you said, especially once the season's run and done, um, nothing can change. Uh, no jockeys can fall off a horse or miss a start or anything like that. So <laughs> if you read the season right, the only variable you've got is how the umpires see the game. But mm-hmm. I think more often than not, it runs pretty true. Um, so if you put in the work week to week throughout the season, I think by the time you get your model to the end, uh, I think it's a good pl- blueprint to go against the bookies. And uh, most years you can see a profit. Have, uh, have you been to the Brownlow medal before with us? <laughs> no, I haven't I'm been to the Brownlow before. It looks very glamorous. Would love to go one day, but I love watching it because of the uh, the dresses yeah. Yeah. personally. Jeez, there's a hint. Hey, there's this. Yeah, no, no. I mean, <laughs> even as a reporter the on the sideline, oh, right. I just like oh. to see it in the flesh. Oh, we might have to try and get some media accreditation and uh, <laughs> let Dars do a, a little birdie red carpet. I can <laughs> see some invites outfits. coming through oh, the yeah. season <laughs> for. Uh, <laughs> Anyone want to take Darcy to the Brownlow? Yes. No, no, no. Slide into. <laughs> no, you, may, you may be working there later in the year for a little birdie. <laughs> yeah, there might we, get, go. we might get invited as our own table by the end of the year. Oh, and, uh, that could know. be fun. There you, you go. Something to aspire to. Yeah. Now, Darcy, let's have a look at the top 10 in betting at topsport.com.au. Who is the early market favourite for the Brownlow? Lockie Neal, $5.50. Patrick Cripps, 7 Nat Fife, 8 Dustin Martin, 9 Marcus Bontempelli, 10. Patrick Dangerfield, 11. Christian Prochaka, 13. Jack Steele, 17. Matt Rowell, 17. And Tom Mitchell, 17. Mm, the boogies have got a fair bit of market percentage on their side here, Mark. Mm. So it's hard to find a little bit of value there. But no surprises, Lockie Neal's short price favourite. He was dominant last year and Brisbane Lions aren't going to go anywhere. You've tipped them for the flag. Um, Cripps is a, a known polar, as is Nat Fife. 
Martin, Bontempelli. Is there any value at all early? Yeah, I don't think there's any great surprise. The list is pretty mm. good. I mm. think there's, um, what have we got, four or f- uh, five previous winners in that top 10. So, um, you know, you can make a case for a lot. You've got some up-and-comings, Petraka and Steele went really well last year. Rouse, a bit of the unknown. He obviously burst onto the scene before he got injured last year. Um, he's well found in the market. Um, if I was tipping one out of the top 10, uh, I, I would go to Bontempelli for the Bulldogs. Um, I just think... Of, you know, besides his game, if anyone saw that on the weekend, you'd be definitely buoyed by it. Um, I just think uh, you know they're a top six team. Trelaw, Trelaw helps take the I pressure think off. Trelaw helps him because now Bont can more freelance in the midfield. He'll still play a lot of minutes, but mm. he'll go forward as well. Uh, he kicked three goals on the weekend, so it shows maybe uh, he's straightened up in front of goal. But he's you know he's a right in the right age group. Um, he hits the score, but he's classy mover. He stands out, and his pole in history is. Uh, you know, very good over the last four or five years. So if I was going to pick one pre-season, I'm, and I'm not definitely not a knock on Neil as well, as you said, he's, he's well-founded um, and he won with a leg in the air last year. But I think just at the $10, I'd, I'd play Bont if I was going to play one of the top 10. Mm, and what about Dusty Martin? He was great in the back half of the season. Is he under the odds? Uh, yes. I Right now, uh, I, I think Cripps is under the odds at $7. Um Fife probably at eight dollars and Martin at nine dollars. Um, you know, I, I just think Martin gears himself now and the where he is in his career, he'll do, he'll do the same as last year. I don't think he's interested necessarily in winning another Brownlow. He'd just gear himself for a premiership and he'll uh, he'll prime himself at the back end of the year like he did. So and he'll probably play a bit more forward as well. So um, not to say he can't win it, but nine dollars doesn't re- represent any value. And what about fishing out wide? We love an out wide. Sting or Rort? Is there anything that's sort of cricket score odds that you can steer us into? Yeah, well, if, if punters are looking for mid-range ones, um, and and they are for mid-range teams as well, I would say Merritt around that 30 to 40 range. Mm. Uh, he's, he's got a pretty good piling history. Uh, he stands out in the Essendon side, uh, and he looks like he's, he's fit and ready to go. He's back in the leadership group this year. Yep. Uh, the other one... Uh, punters always like is uh, Josh Kelly from the Giants, another classy mover, a bit like Bont. Um, he is a good piler. The problem is he hasn't put a full game, uh, full year together this year. Uh, mm. Sorry, in any year. So maybe he's one that, uh, not a bolter, but around that 40, 50 to one shot, Kelly's probably worth a ticket as well. Mm. Dane Zorko? Yeah, for, for the outsiders or a smoky as uh, you like to refer to him, I think Dane Zorko, he, he's piled a couple of good years previously uh he's over 100 to 1 uh and he's probably the second string to neil in that brisbane side uh doesn't often get the hard tag and stuff like that so an each way bet on zorko is not bad and the other one i will throw in uh, and i know he gets a lot of suspensions unfortunately uh so you have to run the risk but at the price he is um over 100 to 1 against toby green he's a star mm. uh, and if the giants are going to make the finals this year and hopefully if he can stay out of trouble and injury um, he might be one to follow because he does pile when he plays well. Mm. We're sort of we're due a, a good Brownlow medal, aren't we? There's just been a tearaway winner for the last couple of years, and it's a little bit frustrating. Frustrating, but there's a lot of people that create their own models on Brownlow medals. Have you found that everyone now doing their own sort of spreadsheets is affecting the market a little bit? As it as there's less edge in the Brownlow as a as a punter as there was probably ten years ago or five years ago. Yeah, I just um, I'm not sure about necessary about that i think the 
the favourites have been short. I think they're well founded and they and they have one of recent times. Hopefully we'll get a good count this year. But during the year, if you if you look at it week to week, there's been some actually some very good counts at certain parts during the year. And it just kind of either fizzles out mm. or something like that, or there's one one man standing. But um, maybe for the win market, but I think a lot of work can go into anything top threes, fives, tens, a lot of head to heads. Team betting's always uh, very big as well at the end of the year. So there's you know if if you do the research, you put the time in week to week. Um, what you'll find at the end of the year is you've got a very good database and, and good data to go against the bookies. There's hundreds of markets to mm. bet in. So. Um, this year, what we'll do for Little Birdie, for the Sting, we'll put together a good package and uh, it, when that goes on sale towards the end of the year, um, there'll be plenty of winners to be found. Yeah, so you'll concentrate on all the uh, team markets and the prop markets, but Mark will give his thoughts as the season progresses for the main Brownlow medal count, so make sure you tune into Little Birdie for the season for those insights. And Darcy, if you're building a model on horse racing... Puntingform.com.au. Get raw data to build your own model. Contact Puntingform. Oh, sorry. Contact Puntingform to find out more. We're going to take a break. Uh, some good Brownlow medal insight there. So Bontempelli is the early play from Mark, and maybe Dane Zorko at a hundred to one is a good speculator. We've got Top Rope Tedeschi up next. We're going to talk Hall of Fame and then some rugby league. Welcome back to Little Birdie Podcast. I'm your host, Scoot, with Mark Goodwill, the Kid MG, AFL Sting, and Darcy Spinks. And we've got Top Rope Tedeschi on the line on the eve of rugby league season. But first, we're going to go to one of our favourite segments, the Hall of Fame. But first, welcome, Top Rope. Thanks for having us back, Scooty. It's always good to uh, be back, uh, even virtually, in the Little Birdie birdie HQ. Mate, uh, it's been a star-studded lineup in the Hall of Fame recently. We've had Anthony Jump, we had Macca. He got the impossible quaddy at Flemington. This week, I'm not really sure. We could probably enter Jay Carr on a weekly basis, and maybe it's time for Bryson DeChambeau, the punter's punter. He's just magically gone from a run, someone similar to my sort of frame, and now he looks like Arnie Schwarzenegger, and he's hitting it like Arnold Palmer. He's just won the Arnold Palmer Invitational, and I did love the video of him clearing uh, the lake. The fans behind behind Bryson, they were uh, they were roaring. They were egging him on. They said, "Get the big dog out. Let the big dog eat." Woof, woof, woof. It was great theatre for golf, and I think golf needs a hero like Bryson. Top rope. Uh, look, uh, Bryson would have been right in the mix if I wasn't on Corey Connors at 101 going into it, uh, getting rolled <laughs> a couple of holes out. So. Uh, a little bit about the Arnold Palmer invitation. So I'm going to give Bryson, push him to the side this week. Oh, I can see him getting in there, trying to drive a par five. Very, very impressive. Doing it when you're in the lead on a Sunday. Wowee. Uh, but I, I, we're going to put in someone, probably a man after your own heart, Scooty. Uh, we are on the eve of rugby league season. So let's put in one of the great rugby league men, Cameron Munster. Uh, the great Cam <laughs> Munster uh, got on a podcast yesterday. Or this week, we don't know when you're going to listen to this, so we'll just say early March. Uh, and <laughs> announced that he signed his first contract with the Melbourne Storm uh, on Cecil Street. He, he, he is a big ballet fan, Scooty. So uh, he's elevated from there to uh, to Australia, Queensland, multiple premierships. One of the absolute greats, Cameron Munster. So look, all great things started kittens, uh, Scooty, and uh, <laughs> and so is Cameron Munster's career at the Storm. He was an absolute fill-up for us last year. He steered the storm to victory and top rope, ducked and weaved and got Queensland right in the origin. 
He is very contrarian, our man, Top Rope Tedeschi, but he's a big fan of kittens also. And Cam Munster is a worthy contender for the Hall of Fame. We're going to take a little quick break and come back and talk rugby league. But the form on the weekend, if you're not doing the form for kittens, but you're doing the form for the ponies, Das. Powered by puntingform.com.au, Australia's best online form guide and database. Up next, rugby league. Welcome back to Little Birdie Podcast. I'm your host, Scoot, with Mark Goodwill, the Kid MG, and Darcy Spinks, and it's Top Rope Tedeschi time. It is rugby league season, and he is about to launch his package, GGOA. It took me about four years to figure out what GGOA was, and Mark's sort of nodding his head too. The greatest game of all, Top Rope Tedeschi, you must be just humming. I could not be more excited. Yeah, I, I, I am just absolutely pumped. Footy is here. We have... We have one more sleep. We're on the eve. It is absolutely up and about time. And what a great game we've got to kick off. What a great round we've got to kick off. Footy's back. My next seven months is, is, is all taken up. And let's be fair, probably my next nine to ten. Just uh, coming down from it. Great, great times. And what do you do just for round one? Is it a, a complete... Is it, a, is it an uber extravaganza? Is it a KFC lock-in? Are you trying to cover that tower line that you set a couple of weeks ago? What do you do? Would you send the missus off on a holiday? It's <laughs> trying to get as much solitude as absolutely possible. To be fair, every game will be watched nearly every weekend. Uh, but this is just about getting as much peace, as much quiet, you know, maybe a couple of quiet beers. Could be a pizza coming involved there. But look, it's just about watching the footy and having an absolute punt fest. We'll have to send you some little birdie lagers when they're ready off the production line. But um, team changes for the first round of action this week. Who are the big players missing in action? Yeah, some interesting selections. Uh, the Storm have a few big names out. Uh, of course, Cameron Smith uh, hasn't announced anything yet, but he's <laughs> at the Storm. Uh, he's replacing Harry Grant out for a month. They've lost their skipper, Dale Finnecane, injured during a sponsor shoot. So they're missing a couple of big names. What's happened there? Uh, the, the Broncos made a uh, fairly interesting team choice. Tom Dearden was considered their halfback of the future. Uh, he has been dropped in round one by new coach Kevin Walters for Brody Croft. Yeah, very interesting call there. Uh, Tom Trevojevic out for Manly. He's their best player. He's going to be a big, big loss for them. Uh, and also uh, Andrew Fafita, probably the best prop in the game a couple of years ago. Uh, the new rules may not suit him according to coach John Wright's fitness a big issue for him dropped so uh, some fascinating stuff in round one as there always is mm. and what about uh, betting angles around the new rules uh, new rules I would be absolutely looking for as many over bets as you can get in round one I think players are going to get pretty tired uh, uh, they were saying this is the fastest it's ever been PVL is an absolute speed merchant he is absolutely has that need for speed and the game is going to be as fast as ever so i would be looking for as many overs plays as possible uh there's probably five or six you could jump into this week uh also be looking for uh you know i'll be looking i'll be looking i'll be looking for a lot of uh second half overs as well if you can find as well so um there's, there's gonna be a lot of points scored this week mm. And then uh, the Charity Shield, you absolutely nailed that. It was a big go, South Sydney, and they look primed. And Latrell Mitchell, is he back in town? Latrell Mitchell, he's stripping way fitter. He's had 12 months at fullback. He's got Wayne Bennett as his coach, who he absolutely adores. I think Latrell's in for a big, big season. And you could do worse. Well, you'd be doing it illegally because you can't bet on the Daily M anymore. But uh, (laughs) if you could, you could do worse than get on board Latrell Mitchell. 
And then Charlie Staines, another player to watch. Yeah, look, he's scored six tries in a game and a half. He, he, Josh Mansour won the Premiership at Penrith last year. He was jettisoned off to Souths. Uh, Charlie Staines, I reckon, is a big go for the top try scorer this year. I think the Panthers have plenty of points in round one against the Cowboys, and I, I'd, be, I'd be looking to get on, on, on him for a couple of tries in, in that one. Mm, and let's get uh, the odds up on screen now, courtesy of topsport.com.au. And Thursday night football, oh, the grand final preview. Even Scooty Bet, he's going to uh, strut down Amy Park and have a look at this match. I'll get the bunny scarf out, and I'm a little bit nervous about the outcome because Bellamy's got an imposing record. But so let's uh, let's go to the odds first. Das, who's favourite there? So the favourite is the Rabbitohs at $1.88, and Melbourne Storm is $1.94. Top rope? Yeah, stunned by the betting on this one. I know there's been a fairly big move for the Bunnies based on both the Charity Shield win and, and some key injuries to Melbourne. But the, 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 the Storm at home have to be favourites. Uh, Craig Bellamy has never lost uh, in a round one game. Uh, the uh, last time the Storm lost in round one was 2001. Covered nine of their last 12. They are, you know, absolutely... Unbelievable when uh, uh, have an unbelievable record against South. They've won 28 of 33. South have never won in Melbourne uh, in their entire time in the competition. So uh, South have far to cover their last four in a state. Bellamy's won 27 of 37 against Wayne Bennett, including the last eight. Oh, I think I think the, the storm of good things this week. Oh, I'm, I'm stunned by the betting in this one. Mm, I'm not as convinced. Uh, a little birdie told me. Close to the camp, very, very close inside of the camp, says they're not quite as fit as they were and they've gone a little bit easier in the off-season. And then you take out Grant. I know Mark's looking at me as if I've got two heads and I know Top Rope's the expert on. Scooty's putting his two cents here and his, his ball's on the line. But uh, no bias. I actually think that South Sydney might cause a big boil over here and I think the market might be right. Mark, you, you're shaking your head. Top rope, I'm taking Scoot's money this weekend, so I'm happy to share it with you for the tip. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's get in. Scooty's got too much of it, it's obvious. So. Yeah, we're going to uh, we're, we're we're so. clean him out this week. It'd be an 0-1 start for you, Scoot. Mm. Well, at least I'll be not, there in not, the not good, not good with the AFL season, not even starting yet, Scoot. <laughs> well, the South Sydney uh, Rabbitohs are my glimmer of hope, and Hawthorne have been relegated to my second team, and it'll all be about the NRL, the Rugby League, and the Bunnies this year, but uh, Scooty's best for the weekend. I'm just going to rub a bit of salt in the wounds and um, we might put a bottle of Grey Goose and a little side bet there on that one and maybe a dance at the ballet as well. Make it a leader. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Friday night football, we've got Newcastle Knights versus Canterbury. That's another uh, mouth-watering clash. Darcy, odds please. Newcastle one fifty two and Canterbury two dollars forty line five and a half. Mm. Top rope. Yeah, uh, interesting betting in this one. I'm surprised Newcastle so short in this one. Obviously, they made the eight last year. Dogs only won three games, but Newcastle without Caleb Ponger, their star, he, he led the team in tries this last week. I, I, I struggle to see where Newcastle's points are coming from from this week. Canterbury have a pretty much an entirely new spine. They've got Corey Arnold fullback, played for Queensland. Kyle Flanagan, massive upgrade at halfback. Jake Averilla shifts in from the centre to 5'8". Good running 5'8 uh, there as a, as a youngster. A new hooker, Bradley Dietz, making his debut off the bench. Looks like a Damien Cook kind of player there. So uh, very excited about the Dogs this week, to be honest. New coach, I, I think the plus 
Bob Arthur, a sensational bet. And I will uh, also be taking off the Sydney Clone Dogs, a, a massive go uh, around mm. one. Just a little asterisk around that one. I'm sort of pouring a fair bit of cold water on uh, Top Rope, but for people <laughs> tuning in for the first time, Nick does barrack for Canterbury Bulldogs, but as he said in the past, he's their number one critic also. There's something to look into there with Kylan Ponga not playing, but Saturday afternoon there's a really good game too. It's the Sydney Roosters versus the Manly Seagulls. Odds, please, Dars. Yeah, Roosters 132 to win, Manly 342, line is 9.5. Oh, no, Tommy Turbo. Yeah, a little, little tidbit for the punters here. The Roosters do not typically start fast. They are kind of winding into the season a bit under Trent Robinson. Seven years in charge, they've won twice in round one. And they've only covered tw- they've only covered two of those games. Look, this is a team that's won you know, four or five minor premierships in that time. This is a team that's won you know, three premierships under him. So they're obviously a very good club. They just don't start fast. He's not going to change much this year. Uh, I, yeah, it is a worry no turbo for Manly, but Manly have a really nice record against uh, uh, the Roosters. They've covered thirteen of the, of the last twenty-three, which is yeah a decent record, but yeah. In round one, you really want to be on on big underdogs, particularly if they're not travelling far. The, the, mainly just crossing the bridge there, and, and mainly have a pretty good record, kind of getting a decent start away from Brookvale. So, Bruce uh, is always hard to beat the SCG. It, it won't be the nicest of watches, but I'll I'll be much more inclined to the plus nine and a half than the, the minus nine and a half. Outstanding. And that's a summary of Nick's tips. We've got Storm heads up there, and then we've got Manly at the plus and Canterbury Bulldogs at the plus. And Das, Like what you hear, Nick Tedeschi's sub packs are available in the Little Birdie Shop under GGOA, the greatest game of all. $55 for his season pack. Check it out. Yeah, we've got the first six rounds of action for $99 there in the Little Birdie Shop. So if you want to bet with Nick for the first six rounds or you can get the full season for $440, it is great value there, top rope. Any final thoughts to sign off? Yeah, look, first six rounds are where we make our money in a footy season. There's some, some big, big angles there. Uh, change of rules kind of puts a few of them in a little bit out. But we, yeah, those who subscribe have got, uh, got six games to bet on this weekend. So... Uh, including the best, which we haven't talked about. So uh, plenty there for the punters. Ooh, a nice little sting kept up the sleeve. So if you want to get Nick's best, make sure you head to the Little Birdie shop. Great addition, Cam Munster into the Hall of Fame. He sounds like a great bloke to have a beer with, and I'm sure we'll get him into the Little Birdie mm-hmm. studio in due time. Or we might even bump into him at the ballet, being big ballet <laughs> fans here ourselves. Or when Top Rope, we get him out of Orange and back onto tour. Uh, we'll get Top Rope and Munster in the Little Birdie Caves to talk all things rugby league. That's the uh, end of the show, but thanks for joining us, Nick. Hey, absolute pleasure, guys. Fantastic. That's the end of the show. It looks like I'm all in on the bunnies. Mark, you've tipped up the Western Bulldogs to beat Collingwood next week. A little bit of early meat on the bone. Confident there. The market's going to keep trending that way. Yep, sounds like we've got Storm all up this week into the Bulldogs next week. Mm. So you've uh, you got your last weekend of freedom as well, so make sure you have a couple of final hits of golf. It's going to be frantic. You'll be watching all the games of AFL. And Das, you might have to have a quiet weekend too because we've got the Mooney Valley Knights next week yes. and we want you fresh. You're a little bit dusty this week. I am a little <laughs> bit tired. Yeah. A bit too much working over the weekend, a bit too much socialising. But I'll be good for the Friday night. I'm resting this weekend. 
Make sure you like us, rate us. We're in the Apple Store. We're on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud. We're on YouTube if you want to watch the action. And make sure you check out the Little Birdie Shop for tickets to our live stream event. It's going to be fantastic. Victoria versus SA. Two punting teams going head-to-head over the eight-race card, Mooney Valley under lights. It's going to be four and a half hours. You can tune into the stream or you can come and meet the gang on course at $150 per person. Food and drink available. But that's it for our sports show and we'll see you tomorrow for Bet Doctor.